Welcome to the Blue Dick Files. No, it's not called. <laughs> I, I had not, to say I, it once. Mike, aka Scarfinger, is not associated with any blue dicks of any kind. They, it's a catchy. It's 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 it's. It's not. And the worst part about it is I know I know because I didn't watch the show because I didn't have HBO at the time. I know a couple of spoilers for this show. I don't know how they happen or I don't know why they happen, but I Good. know a couple of spoilers. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we're not even going to talk about it. I'm not going to acknowledge shit you're about to say. But I know why you wanted to call this the Blue Dick Files. Well, because you've seen the regular Watchmen. You know that it's a big ass dingling flapping across the screen for a good part of the movie mm, yeah i think i've only seen that movie once I yeah prefer- me too i walked out when they were fucking on to the hallelujah song yeah that was weird i was like weird. i understand pussy i understand good pussy but i don't understand hallelujah pussy not but, that song but uh is but the thing about it is this this show ignores the movie yeah, it does. All heartily. And I'm happy with that. Yep. Randy, you miss me? Or did you miss Scar? Be honest. It's okay. He, can, he can't hang up. He can't hang up on you. I can. But be honest. I miss both of you. I oh, love doing this. That's that's it's, that's democratic. <laughs> <laughs> and um anybody else? Anybody else uh, watches anything with Regina King trying to see if she says anything that sounds like the boys from no, no because every once in a while you get a you get a piece of 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 the boys from um, Boondocks every once in a while. No, I watch Regina King and I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I got to say this. And I think y'all know, I think you y'all have noticed this as well. Well, maybe it's just me. I don't give a fuck. I've been doing a lot of ratchet book clubs since we stopped doing uh, Return to Oswald. By the way, welcome to The Watcher. That's the real name of the show. Scar won't let me call it The Blue Dick Files. He's a hater. It's still going to be hashtag Blue Dick. Anyways, I keep watching to see if Regina King got capes. I have never seen a movie, a show, or anything like that where they actually show her walking around. So I can't see if she has cakes, and it's irritating me. I saw Megan Good a couple days ago on a show called Harlem, and she's got cakes. So now I'm on a cake watch. Because she typically plays in things where she's playing second fiddle to someone she's much better than. Yeah, like Boys in the Hood. Wait, it was Nia Long. What are we talking about? But like, but then she plays in movies like yeah, and then poetic just steals Janet Jackson. So it's yeah. would would you say Brandon Janet Jackson is a good actress? Uh, she's okay, serviceable. She's she okay. ain't no wacky D. Wacky D. Who played Wacky house. D? Wacky D is. I know the nigga's name. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Scar, go look. I, I'm gonna go look. Uh, <laughs> wacky D. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't. Okay, hold on. Did I mention that I can uh, dance? What <laughs> <laughs> wacky D? Um, but let's see. She played second fiddle to uh, Nia Long, and to an extent, Yo Yo in Boys in the Hood. She played second fiddle to Janet Jackson in Poetic Justice. What other movies has she been in? She was in she was in Miss Congeniality. I do not remember that movie at all. Yeah, other than the played, fact that played, uh, Sandra played, Bullock was in it. Yeah, she played second fiddle to Sandra Bullock. Okay. Twice. Because she was in both of them? Get the fuck uh, out of here. Did you know that, one... Brandon? Yeah, I did it. Brandon didn't know it either. Okay, cool. What other movies was she in? I'm I'm looking up Wacky D at this point. Oh, so. okay. Then I'll go look up Regina King. Regina King's in the house. <laughs> I know she plays second fiddle to. Uh, They're not even listing Wacky D. They're not even listing Wacky D on the, the the list of the characters. They should. He can dance. 
that was such a scathing. Um, she played uh, second fiddle to that white woman in Higher Learning. I told you, I can dance to the to the girl who was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who's now a Trump head. The the TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean the movie, the movie, the mm-hmm. movie Buffy. Okay. The movie Buffy, not not Sandra, not a uh, Michelle, Sarah Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, she played second fiddle to the actual people who were in. If Bill Street could talk, she played the mom, didn't she? I didn't see that. If Bill Street could talk, was really fucking good. Brandon and I gave it five stars. Yeah, it, it won a bunch of awards. Too, Ooh, right? she did get down and fucking the harder they fall, but she played second fiddle to all them other niggas. <laughs> Idris and uh, Jonathan Majors, who was really fucking good in Ant-Man. No spoilers, but still. Mm-hmm. And that nigga from Atlanta, she played second fiddle to him, but she was gangster in that movie, too. It's like she always plays somebody who's gangster as fuck, but she always plays somebody who's in the background. Yep. Except for Seven Seconds, which is still a phenomenal fucking miniseries. Um, on Netflix, but I wasn't trying to look at her cakes on that because her son got killed by the 12. So, and then she played Uh Riley and Huey in the boondocks. She was in this Christmas. Oh, did you, did you know, um, I know just, I'm, I'm looking, I'm still trying to find the, the wacky D stuff, but did you know that, um, that, that Leon only got, the Temptations because he was in the Five Heartbeats? It makes sense. Why? Why does it make sense? Yeah. Because he could say, look, I did this movie where I acted like I could sing. I could do it twice. Yeah. Where they, I acted they, like I could sing. Yeah, he didn't have to <laughs> sing shit. They were looking for someone else for, to be David Ruffin, and then they saw this movie and was like, no, 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 no. That dude can be David Ruffin. And Jerry Maguire, she played uh, Jerry. She played uh, Tidwell's wife, Rod Tidwell's wife. See, I told you she played everything. She played second fiddle. That's fucking crazy. I didn't even think about that till you mentioned it. Because in Enemy to State, she played Will Smith's wife. Every movie she played it, she played it. She played second fiddle to Jamie Foxx. Like she played second fiddle to Lynn Whitfield. (laughs) <laughs> like I said, every movie that she plays in, she's playing second fiddle to somebody she's better than. And Friday, she plays second fiddle to fucking Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is blown officially. Like, I just want y'all to know that. And Mighty Joe Young, she plays second fiddle to fucking Brandon Frazier, which I'm not mad about. Brendan. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she was in This Christmas. She played second fiddle to Chris Brown, I think. I never saw the movie. That was all right. She was in House Teller Got a Groove Back. Never saw that movie. I saw it. I just don't remember it. I remember the book more than I remember the movie. I can read. But, like I said, when she gets a TV... <laughs> She gets her chance and she does not fuck around because Brandon, this is your fucking show. So you want to talk good about it or should I? You ain't like it. You want to talk good about it or should I? Let me talk good. Intro it. Damn. Oh, oh. Why did, oh, why no, did you, I don't know. You're you talking about why did, why, did, why did you choose this show? <laughs> Why'd you choose the Blue Dick Files? Well, this one, because Scar hasn't seen it. Yeah. And I'm sick of shit that both of y'all have seen. Just you so are. I wanted something that at least one of you haven't seen. Scar hasn't seen The Wire. Scar's I, seen The Wire. I have, and I'm not a fan. Scar's seen The Wire. Two, it's a fucking great show. It is. It's only one season. It is. I, I don't even remember what happens. Me neither. So... I mean, I, re- I think I remember. I don't really remember what happened. So I, it's I, be I like remember pieces, but I don't remember how they got to that point. Like, there were things that happened in this episode that I was like, I don't remember how that started happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I don't remember everything. 
So I'm interested to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. And I thought everyone in the show was good acting. Yeah, yeah. Especially the country white people. Mm-mm. The nigga from uh Oh Brother Where Art Thou, who wears the metal or the shiny suit man face, mirror face. Of constant sorrow. All through his days. It's one of my favorite country songs. I don't give a fuck. So um, you should look up the um what's the name? Those those country dudes that do a cappella. Um fuck, Pentatonics? No, the country the, the country group that won after Pentatonics. Um Fuck, I can't think of their name right now, but they Penn and Teller? Sir. Um Home Home Free. Home Free I remember did, them. Home Free did a really good cover of it. Um and then people always like women always listen to uh Tim's part because you know Tim has that really deep voice. Um but it's it's really good. It's really good. Uh, yep, because they were singing um they were singing Manicons of Sorrow, and at the end he was like, The Ring of Fire. No, he has his. He has a whole. He has a whole verse in Constant Sorrow. No, nah, it's just it's funny to me because whenever I think about the shit, I think about uh, Key and Peel, the episode where they are the skit where they had the acapella group and the acapella group had one black guy. Yeah, and they were like, "I'm the only black nigga." <laughs> and this whole thing was doing ba ba ba. And so then another black dude, Key or whoever, Pill showed up. No, Pill was the uh, black dude that was there. Pill was the one that was there. Key showed up. Yeah. So then they didn't like it. So they had a battle off and Key ended up winning the battle off and became part of the group. So then Key was a part of a fucking improv group that was, again, all white guys and one black dude. And Pill showed up and fucking ran Key off. And it was fucking hilarious. You know, in hindsight, in hindsight, uh-huh. um, Key and Peele was actually quite funny. It, was. it wasn't all funny at the time. It kind of grew on you a little bit. Like her. There was some there was some bits that were funny, and there was some bits that was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like, like me back in uh, the early two thousands. Pretty much. I never, I never saw um, Key and Peele. It's on HBO Max. My biggest problem with Key and Peel is I cannot find where the one is on the theme song. I can't find it. I don't know how the fuck I cannot find where the one is on the theme song. If that's your biggest issue, then you love the show. So um, really it's on really it's on it. HBO Max, but so is Southside. So good luck finding Key and Peel. Southside like is South fucking Side? perfect. It's Do you watch perfect. that show on Stars Whack or what's it called? What? In- you know what? Um, I, what's it I, called? I don't know. I need to get back to watching stuff on Stars because BMF just started their second yeah, season. Yeah, that's what I meant. BMF. Yeah, watch I watched that? the whole first season. I've not watched anything on Stars since Power, the original Power, went away. I watched the whole first season of BMF, and I've been meaning to watch the second one, but I'm figuring at this point I'll just sit back and wait for the whole thing to get done and just binge the shit. But apparently the nigga from um, Cocaine Cougars is living his best life with a side chick in the second season. <laughs> Roger. What the fuck is his name in Cocaine Cougars? I forgot. A Playmakers. That's the name of the show. Anyhow, we're watching The Watchmen, ladies and gentlemen. And episode one is called It's Summer and We're Running Out of Ice. And it starts off in like the 30s um, in a movie theater. And there's a kid about five years old, a black kid. This is important. A black kid, about five years old, watching a silent movie back in the 30s um, in a movie theater because, you know, they didn't have voodoo or Netflix. And a white sheriff was drugged in front of a church where he was found to be, to be a cattle rustler. Like the white folks came out and said, why are you fucking with our sheriff like that? It was a church that they didn't say fucking, but, you know, and the guy who brought him in had a black hood on and all that kind of stuff. He looked real gangster for the thirties. And he was like, because your sheriff is a cattle rustler and he's been stealing your stuff. And they were like, who are you to find that out? And he takes his hood off. And it is as a white boy calls out Bass Reeves, the black marshal of Oklahoma. (laughs) And this nigga Bass, I don't know if y'all noticed this when you watch it again, please pay attention. When they say that, that nigga literally sticks his chest out like, look at my chest. 
No, he did when he when he throws his cloak back. He, throws, he takes his hood off. He throws his cloak back. He like he he like superhero poses. Yes, that nigga was like shoulders back, chest out, star right here, nipple, and so and, and um and the and he's real. Yeah. He's yeah, a real that's a real, and, a, real that's a real dude, right? And and the and the Tulsa uh, uh, riots were real, and that my boss talked to me when this when this came out. He had no idea that the Tulsa race riots actually happened. A lot of white people didn't. Like he had no idea. So like we had a, a lot of every about. people didn't. That is right. true. That is true. I I say a lot of white people, but you're absolutely right. Like folks are like because it's it's history that white people are covered up, and now they're doing that. Yeah. Critical race theory, shit. Oh no, fuck that shit. But we we've, we've taken it a step further here in in good old Virginia. We're 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 like two steps away from burning books at this point. I don't understand how y'all motherfuckers if, still live there. I but I mean it's not necessarily Virginia in this just area. made a sharp turn. It's it was still it was very blue, like two years ago. <laughs> we are we are Biden blue. won by twenty points almost. We are blue when it comes to the presidential election, mostly because of Northern Virginia. Um, but what happened was um, the governor that we have he uh, was a trumpet until I guess he's I guess he did something wrong and Trump didn't like. Now he's now Trump is out here talking shit, calling him is because the the governor's name is Youngkin. And he was like, "Young Kim sounds Chinese, does it?" Um, like that's what that's what Trump I thought. Was it sounded like a gangster rapper that was a lady. Yeah, no, he's no Trump. This is what Trump said. Yeah, that's what Trump said. That's what oh. Trump said. Um, yeah, so Trump, they, I guess they're not homies no more. But I, we in Virginia, we knew what was going to happen because someone was going to pay for these monuments coming down. And when he came in, he came in a swinging. Yeah, but he still can't do that much because he don't have both houses. And he, he don't can't have Virginia read that state good. and senator. So oh, a lot of Biden? his shit is just uh, yeah, a lot of well no, yeah, a lot of his shit is just bluster because he can't actually do anything because right. the Democrats in the state's house aren't gonna actually pass any of that shit. So a lot of his stuff is just like government executive orders bullshit. Yeah. But it'll change back because Northern was really popular. That's why I was surprised this dude won. No, what the the his opponent, I can't remember his name. His opponent um did the Hillary thing. And that's why he lost. His he, opponent's he, name, according to this, was Sly. Sly Whiteman. His his opponent <laughs> did the his opponent did the Hillary thing where he focused his attention on his opponent as opposed to telling us what the fuck he was gonna do for us. Like he spent all of his time. Yeah, but that's always that's always right. bullshit. He's, because Yunkin didn't tell you what he was doing for y'all either. No, no, but but I mean, all he had to say was he's tr- Trump is cool with me, and that's what that's what really happened. Um, like I said, when those monuments came down, someone was gonna pay for that shit. I mean, I I live in Richmond. I know exactly what was going on. I got coworkers that were highly upset by all of this. Like I understood what was going to happen when that election happened. And that, like I said, the other dude, he just, he pulled a Hillary where he thought he was good in the hood. So he was just like this nigga the whole time. But like, yo, like tell us about you dog. No, he wanted to tell y'all about this nigga. That's that's the listen. That's right. Y'all should have listened. Right? He's like, like yo, y'all gonna elect me anyway. Hillary, just like they should have listened to Hillary. Hillary spent her whole time warning y'all just for future reference. This nigga is a fuck boy. (laughs) And And everybody was like, she said came true. Exactly. And they were like, she should have talked about herself more. Why? She's literally warning (laughs) you. Look, niggas, y'all have known me my whole goddamn life politically. Right. If you hire this piece of shit, let me tell you what's gonna happen next. That was Hillary. And, and by the way, Hillary actually did say what she was going to do. People just kind of ignored it. <laughs> they just yeah, kind of ignored it. They were still it. mad about Bernie not getting elected. <laughs> they just kind of ignored it. Yeah. But uh, bro- but in bro- this bro- world, bro- in this Watchmen world, Robert Redford gave out that um gave out them um 
Yeah, y'all going too far ahead. Stop, 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 stop. Y'all fucking up my shit. Y'all don't write this. I write this. So the kid's mom in the theater was actually, she was the one who was playing the fucking piano. Like the kid is watching this empty theater and somebody's playing the piano. And you look down and it's, it's his mom and his mom is going to church on that piano. And I wonder if that was her actual job or if she was just doing it to occupy him because the other person who should have been playing the piano during this silent movie was running for their fucking life. And a line showed up across the screen and the kid reads it and says, it says, there will be no mob justice today. Trust in the law. That's what he reads on the screen. But there is mob shit happening outside. Yeah, but then them sirens go off right after that. And it ain't giving no measures of justice. There's a fucking plane flying around dropping dynamite on buildings. White men are shooting black people down the streets and the Klan is in town doing Klan shit, burning up buildings and shit. You know, it ain't no, no. good. The Klan, is, the Klan is in town with their robes on, but not their hoods. They don't give a fuck. Exactly. they like, you see my face, right? I did this to you. The dad arrives and he grabs the boy and the boy, the mom and the dad run to a building where they put the boy into a crate and send him off to safety. But he's the only one who can go and they have to fight to get him off. And as he's riding out in this box, he's literally covered in a crate. He's in a box with a lid on it. Bullets literally rip through the fucking crate he's hiding in. Dog, giving him eye holes to peek out of, and it is and wild he, as fuck. Yeah, and then he looks through the hole. I'm like, I ain't looking through no hole. Nigga, they ain't gonna shoot in the same place twice. That is, nah, nah nigga, this ain't lightning. Like, that ain't know. lightning. They ain't shooting through the same spot twice. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they ain't about to be me. Like, hey, I, ain't, I ain't about to look through this shit. Watching that shit on 4K was wild as fuck, though. Yeah, watch and, and dragging people through the streets. Mm-hmm. And then the, the city streets. fucking went splody and the whole screen went black. <laughs> and the boy is next seen in the field with the truck that was carting him on its side. And the woman, I guess, who drove it looked like she was on her way out of this life, period. Oh no, they no, they they uh both of the both of the adults got domed. Okay. Both, yeah, the what the woman was the the man looked like he had got domed and he's face up. The woman was face down. It looked like her shit was like she got she got Crater. shot in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Like she got that was execution style. And um, the boy reads a paper that was in his pocket that says "Watch over this boy." And he hears a baby crying further away in the field and picks it up, kind of like when Link picks up the fucking sword in <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Um, Telling it, and I, I'm saying it because I assume it's a girl, but, you know, gender roles aren't defined by the baby having a pink blanket because, you know, niggas were rushing to get the baby out, so it could be, you know, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he tells it that it'll be okay. And we then move to the future where a white man is listening to some good old rap music, like some good trap. I think it was, uh, was it was, was it future? I believe it was. He was listening to some trap classics <laughs> when he got pulled over by a black cop. <laughs> Where's Future? <laughs> Where's Future? Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scotty. Scotty didn't know. Um, oh, oh no! What makes it worse is like there's their son plays for uh, there's some plays for the Lakers. The Lakers. And his new teammate after the trade deadline is somebody who used to date his mom. Mm-hmm, but it's not Future. Where's but Future? It's, it's not Future. I hope Future plays one of their games. Um, uh, the song does halftime. The song is Crushed Up by Future. And so he gets pulled over by a black cop. And he's the cop is like, yo, can I see your license registration? Do I have consent to film this? At first, it seems real nice. You know, cop is like, do I have consent to film this shit? And the, the white guy's like, sure. And the cop is like, where's your license registration? And the man goes to his glove compartment to open it no, up. You missed the point. What point? Uh, he's he, he he's asking for his license and registration. And he said, can I see your face? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That did happen at that point in time. Yes. <laughs> and at that point in time, he notices the Rorschach, the war, the Rorschach mask in the glove compartment um, and goes back to his police car. And he gets on the line onto a CB radio with dispatch. And he asks for, for authority to 
unholster his gun because the guns are literally locked down and controlled by one person in the uh, office. So the office, the woman is like, sure, let me get you on the line with Panda. And he's like, no, wait, get anybody in Panda steps on the line. He's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) This nigga Panda. This nigga Panda. How many people's lives would be saved if you had to call in every time you had to use your gun? Yep, especially if you especially if you ran into a nigga like Panda. I'll be real with you. When I was typing this, when I was watching it, I was mad at Panda, but if Panda was the dude. In any other situation than what happened in this circumstance, a lot of lives will be saved because Panda ain't trying sure? to let nobody use sure? a fucking gun. Are you sure about that? Because all he all Panda did was ask him a bunch of questions and he said hi to all of the questions. So like so the way the way that they act after they shoot un, uh, but, you know, somebody unarmed gets shot and the cops say they feared for their lives. Like the all they ha- all they have to do is tell Panda that they fear for their lives. No, but but you have to take t- seconds to do that. And no, plus that the takes thing time. is the thing is when they were all saying they feared for their lives, that was because Judd, the fucking police chief, is leading them. No, I meant, asking, in re- I meant in real life. No, Scar when, saying in real life, all the co- the cops will just say all that shit so they can justify the shooting. But they have, they're in, also in, recording the fucking. They're also getting body cam footage, in so this world, you'd see that though, that wasn't real. But in this world, you have to take a step back. It's not in real time, mm-hmm. so it's not like I chase you down, and I grab you, and then I I I pull my gun out and I shoot you. I gotta go back to my car. I gotta go back to my car. Call it in. Hey, I need to use this gun. They got to ask me five questions. And then I take the gun out and got to come back and shoot you. And a lot of those things happen with police. Like from the from looking at it with the glass mostly full is that it's happening in the heat of the moment. And they don't care for people. But if they took a step back and just was like, I don't have my gun right now. I got to go answer these questions to get this gun. They may not just just come get the gun and shoot you. Some of them still I, will, I can see, but I can a see lot that. won't. <laughs> I can see that. Because you're calmed down by then. And I don't think Panda going to let anybody go out there until they calm. Like, and he's black. So, you know, I don't know. I like the nigga. I don't like him in this one. I was talking about him. I mean, his name should have been Sloth because he was asking a million questions slow as fuck. But the cop was <laughs> like, yo, uh... The guy had the Rorschach mask, and that's affiliated with the 7th Calvary. And Panda's like, you sure you saw it? Guy's like, yes. But then he buzzes him. He he approves him and buzzes his weapon so then he could take it out, and it doesn't work the first time. It's like when somebody opens up the front door for you through the intercom on the East Coast. It didn't open up. Go ahead and buzz me again. And the second time he buzzed him. The white guy lit him up with all the fucking bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he missed his head, yeah. so he stayed alive. I mean, I thought I saw him throw a cop, uh, a bullet at the cop, like literally just. <laughs> yeah, he. But yeah, yeah, all that hit him right in his bulletproof vest, I guess, so he didn't die. Yeah, he had the he had the Uzi with the silencer on it. Right, man. I've been playing Call of Duty. That shit was wild. So then we go to a play, a musical that's going on in this black Oklahoma. It's it's Bloma. Um, and that seems like a show that would only be palatable in Oklahoma. I've never seen the musical before, but watching this was enough for me. Right. I, Very much so. I wouldn't be a fan. I'd probably get up. And I like some musicals, but not this. This shit was annoying. And Sheriff Don Johnson, his name is Judd, but... Uh, Sheriff Judd is watching Blokelahoma when he gets a call and leaves. One one thing that we um that we don't like if you don't know about Oklahoma, the actual bad guy in Oklahoma's name is Judd. Ooh. That's the song that they play at the end. Ooh. The bad guy in Oklahoma is named Judd. Huh. Okay. He goes, Judd goes to the hospital where a guy with a super shiny mask is standing at the door of the shot officer. Um, and shiny suit man says that he has to run a, that he's run a background check on all the nurses and orderlies who saw the shot officer's face. Because you're not allowed to see the cops faces anymore. Um, and that they also have roadblocks up on all of the highways, but the shooter's probably gone to ground. And Judd wonders why 
the 7th Cavalry will start this shit up again, and Shiny says there was a head of lettuce in the car. Yeah, Just I was like, was it Romaine, my nigga? Like, like in the croutons, my nigga? Like, what right? are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? It's like talking to the brand, and then Scar just pops up with a music thing that has nothing to do with anything. It's like, what are we doing here, my nigga? Let's stay on point. But Judd goes to Roberta and Charlie Sutton's house. That's the guy. Who, that's the cop who got shot, and tells Roberta that Charlie's been shot. She he he doesn't tell her that he got shot a million times, which is fucking rude. But you know whatever. She asks. Uh, he asks her if Charlie told anyone that he was a twelve, and she's like, "No, he knows it's against the rules." And Roberta says that he was telling everybody he was going to school when he was actually on his night shift being a cop, you know, for engineering. Yeah, because you can't tell people who a cop. Mm-hmm. Who a cop. And I mean, I see that in real life, too. Like, I know cops who will literally take off their entire outfit uh, before they leave out, and they'll make sure to not drive uh, their car or have their badge anywhere in plain sight or anything when they leave out. And then I know other cops who drive their fucking cop car home, and those are the ones you got to watch out for. (laughs) So... Uh, Roberta tells Judd, Charlie liked you. And Judd corrects her by saying, he likes me, which I appreciated. You know, he's alive. He's fucking alive. He only shot him in the chest. It's a fucking miracle. Then he leaves. Miss Abar, which we found, who we found, we later find out his name is Angela, but Roberta King uh, is telling the kids at the school, at a school about Bon Bias. Bia Bias. And the state of Vietnam. Roberta King? That's what I said, Roberta King. But her name is Regina. Oh, cool. Thanks. Regina King. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just finished reading about Roberta. Okay, so let me break something down to y'all real quick. I just wanted to make sure you was good. Let me me tell y'all something that I found out during the time since we've been away from this show. I have a problem with reading where my, I just fuck shit up. Okay. I fuck shit up bad. And that's that. So I'll fuck it up and you'll let me know and I'll go further. But right above where I typed Miss Abar, it says Roberta. So my eyes flitted (laughs) up to Roberta. So I said Roberta instead of Regina. But she was telling him about the state of Vietnam, which, what the fuck? Um, And how she was a police officer there before she moved to Tulsa, which is a pretty big hop, skip, and a jump. Did you Um, know that Regine in Living Single name was Regina? In Living Single or in real life? Yeah, no, in the the show. That was a nickname. Oh, I I never knew that. I thought her name was Regine. Like, I thought that was her name too. So I went on Wikipedia to look up for some reason living single in the history of it. I would have looked for Kim Fields too, dog. I understand. I would have looked for Kim Fields. I was looking for a living single. Uh-huh. Sure, I understand. Wink. <laughs> I did not know that. Nod, nod. No, I, I didn't either. She said when she moved to Tulsa, she was attacked in the White Knight. And since the bad guys knew who she was, because this is before the cops wore masks and where she lived, they came to her house and shot her in the gut. And the, the teacher was like, um, <laughs> um, can we not? Uh, she was like, so I quit the force and opened a bakery. And a kid raised his hand to ask a question. And this is before we find out. Brandon, that Robert Redford is the president. Brandon. So this fuck-ass kid asked her if Redford Nations pay for her bakery, and I just thought he was stupid. Like, well, what in Jesus' fuck is Redford Nations? Well, we knew Robert Redford was from the movie. Was Why would we know that from the movie? He, I think, I'm pretty sure he became president in the movie. And you then, remember um, the movie? In the, in Remember the, the part where I said I walked out when they were fucking a hallelujah? After after um after the events of the movie slash comic book, um uh what you call it? 
um, Nixon was pre- president for like twelve years. Oh, Nixon was, and still? and and um, Mr. Blue Dick, uh, because he t- because he basically took over for the Vietnam War. That's what made them be. They eventually became a state after he did what he did for the Vietnam War. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. So that little boy was asking for it. Yeah. So this motherfucker asked, and I, I was like, "Is he talking about reforestations? Like, what is he talking about? He just sounds stupid." But then she doesn't get the answer because he's dumb enough to repeat himself, and a white kid named Topher whooped his monkey ass. And it turns out Topher's affiliated with Angela. So as they're going home, they're talking about it. And he's like, you wanted to punch me in the face, too. She's like, yeah, but he's 11. And as they're talking, another siren sounds. And it begins raining. Fucking squid. And personally, if I lived in Oklahoma, I'd put a bucket out and have calamari shops all through the state. But I bet the whole area smelled like Tunchi. Yeah, but they don't want to eat the... They they think that that squid is from another... No, but they. What do you but mean? They, do, they said they, it in the fucking show. We mean about the, the, the squid is from, from, is if because of what happens at the end of the comic book, they took that part out of the movie. Yeah, we talked about it on the on the in the show. Yes, the, the squid. When the are, dude was interviewing the guy, he says, "Do you believe? Do you think the U.S. government is lying that the squid is coming from another dimension?" Oh yeah. And they believe it's a hoax. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Angela gets back home and her husband, Cal, gives her her pager, which says Little Bighorn on it. And he asks what that means. And she says she has to go to the bakery. She arrives and an old man in a wheelchair is out front holding a newspaper that says Vite, Adrian Vite is dead. He asks, hmm? He asked her when her bakery will open, and she says in a couple months, and he's like, I'll wait. He also asked her if she thinks that he could lift 200 pounds, and she sarcastically says, sure you could. She walks into the bakery and goes to a door with a code locking it, and she puts in the code 1985, which the year Watchmen was first created, changed into a nun-type outfit, and hopped into a banging-ass Chevy. She drives it straight to a mobile home park, Kicks down an already dilapidated door and punches a white guy in the face. Then she goes to the police department where they're watching a video of a white man in a Rorschach mask saying, soon the accumulated black filth will be hosed away and the streets of Tulsa will turn into extended gutters overflowing with liberal tears. (laughs) Soon all the whores and race traders will shout, save us, and we will whisper, no. Like they completely bastardized his whole shit. Like they, I mean, but also the um, little bighorn was important because the Seventh Cavalry was um, was um, Custer's was Custer's um, regiment. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So the seven. So that's why Little Bighorn, because Custer Seven Cavalry. So lights come up, and we see a bunch of police plus some other guys in masks, including one that's wearing a red ski mask and ruining it with glaze from a donut, and it's fucking disgusting. That that yo, as a fat dude, I'm like dog. I'm sorry. Like, could you just not eat your donut right now? Right. Could you just move the mask up to show your mouth, like just the bottom, like Spider Man did when he kissed Kristen Dunst? Like, your mask gonna be all sticky and shit. Like, ugh. Nigga, like, ugh. Just nasty. So, a cop asks if they're Article 4. And Judd says they are. And he's like, Panda, release the guns. And Panda's like, no, nigga. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He actually has a panda mask on, too. Yeah, a dirty panda mask. A big-ass dirty panda mask. He got a fucking... It looks like... Hey, real talk. 
Real talk, he like looks like before he took this job, he was fucking sexual harassment panda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, panda bear. <laughs> sexual harassment panda. Um. <laughs> oh, shit. And so everybody has a state judge like, hey, do you feel like you're in danger, Glaze face? And he's like, yes. And he goes down the line and everybody feels like they're in danger. And so he tells Panda, release the guns. Yeah, but, and everybody but, cheers. And then for, for some reason, um, the Glaze face is Russian. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't see his face, but like when he speaks. His accent. A clear Russian. Who's Russian? The, the dude the, that was. The guy who was also rushing through his donut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Judd says, quid custiet ipsos custodis, which is translated loosely into who will watch the watchman. Yes. And the cops respond, nos costademus, which means we uphold. And I guess that means the watchers of the watchmen are the ones who uphold the law. And that is where the that is where the graphic novel got its title from. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And Angela asked Judd, why didn't I get a call until the next day? And Judd says they were working the scene and it was late. And she's like, you didn't call me because you were mad that my sitter bailed and you had to watch Oklahoma all by yourself. And he's like, no, I just, you know, due no, diligence. And I didn't want you I don't, to. I don't, I don't think we're going to make Oklahoma a thing. Okay. Okay. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to make it a thing. I wasn't trying yeah, to no, make it a thing at all, but I just don't want to say black because they kept saying black Oklahoma. So, Bloma. I mean, they were doing Oklahoma, but at some point, this shit had a beat. Like, I'm like, that definitely that beat was not there in the original. I can almost guarantee that that shit ain't had no beat. And. He's talking to her about due diligence and all that. And she's like, cool, there's a guy in my trunk. And he's like, what? And she was like, I knew you were going to ask me to go get him anyway. So I went and got him. And she was like, also, um, he asked how she knows the guy at 7th Calvary. And she's like, I have a nose for white supremacy, white supremacy. And he smells like fucking bleach. Should I put him in the pod? And he's like, yeah, put him in the fucking pod. And Shiny Soup Man is in the pod with him. Hmm? She started the gangster shit. Right? Shiny Soup Man is waiting for him in the pod and asks him a bunch of questions while photographs and videos play across the walls. And it's like pictures of squid and Confederate flags and Harriet Tubman and stuff. It's, it's a polygraph test. And the guy asks for a lawyer and Shiny says, we don't have to do that for terrorists. And, and they're looking for um, reactions to him, like with his pupils and stuff like that, uh, kind of like a Rorschach test. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that. Oh, sorry. You're okay. your thunder today. Over and over again. And Shiny walks out and tells Abar the guy was lying. I could tell because his pupils dilated uh, when I asked him questions about 7th Calvary. Um, and so he probably won't talk. So she goes into another room. Well, she goes and gets the guy and she's walking him down the hallway. And she's like, I'm so sorry this happened. Let me get my best white woman voice on as I talk to you about this. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Until she drags him into another room and beats the whole bag full of shit out of him. Listen, this I don't condone the police brutality. <laughs> she okay. beat the dog shit out of this. This dude. was fucking fetch. <laughs> it's just stop trying to make fetch happen, dog. But yo, she beat that nigga like like he was getting the ass whooping behind the scenes. <laughs> she was asking questions. <laughs> Where is he? Like, yo, he was getting his ass whooped. Hey, you know what though? Honestly. I had flashbacks because if my mom took one of us into a room and closed the door when we were younger, it was pretty much that same conversation, except it was a belt and just her talking shit while she wore your ass out. Didn't I tell you not to do this no more? Stop running. Stop running! <laughs> like she, like, but the the sound effects made this shit worse. Like she was thumping this nigga dog. It was like, where is he? 
go calm the fuck down. She whooped that nigga ass and then like blood started coming from underneath the door. She beat the brakes off the stairwell. And walked out the room and said cattle ranch. If you're not being a terrorist group, you should learn how to fight. <laughs> hey, you should teach your man how to squabble. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did, was his hand still restrained? I don't think so. She was just walking him down the hall like he was free to go. <laughs> the crazy part, she was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I did, you know, I did look too a bit too much. You know, I apologize to you. Hey. <laughs> Bring your ass in here and go get this, go get these lessons." <laughs> hey, real talk. Like she was talking to that nigga the same way Michael Jackson talks at the beginning of "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough," my nigga. <laughs> like, no, nah, she. No, she talked to that nigga like, 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 oh, that bike, it's right over here, homie. <laughs> no, for real, she she was she was talking all soft to that nigga like this. I was wondering, you know, if she could keep on because the force it's got a lot of power and it makes me feel like. That. And then she got that nigga into the room and it was like. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, when I when I finished building my computer, I sat in here and I got on like this rabbit hole on YouTube watching old music videos from like the early nineties and late eighties. Okay, so hip hop and different shit. No, have you, you made some? It. Have you made some it Michael Jackson my- video? I forget what song it was. I bet you I know it's what him it is. and fucking Chris Tucker. Yeah, it's butterflies. Word? Rock my world. What the fuck was Rock that? World, sorry. Was, it was so weird. I was like, why is Chris Tucker she, walking around with Michael Jackson? What is going on? She is banging. She is banging. I was so confused. I'd seen all the Michael Jackson videos, but I'd never seen that one. I was no, so confused. I was like, what that, is going on? That skit is on the album, dog. It is. The skit is on the album with Chris Tucker. It is. She is and that nigga showed up when she was uh when he was dancing with Usher. Chris Tucker showed up and danced with him. And then when they did that um when they did that tribute to him and Chris Tucker was doing the dance or whatever like that, and uh, he got on the microphone and said, "You're kicking with the wrong leg." Um, <laughs> and to, and to Chris Tucker when he was doing the Michael Jackson kick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then and then it I was watched um, then I watched Deep Cover. And they had like a related video of like a hip hop um, documentary. And all these people were talking about like how crazy it was when they're watching Dr. Dre rap. And it's still, you know, they're coming off NWA and it's like this gangster rap. And then you just hear this one dude just like, it's 187 on the undercover car. And they never heard anybody like him. And all these rappers and people were talking about like, how hearing Snoop Dogg's voice for the first time is like the craziest thing in the world. You know, it had to have been. Like, real talk, like hearing gangster rap for the first time is probably the equivalent of hearing that, like hearing not mumble rap, but hearing like 21 and all them taking off now. Like, it was a whole new fucking world. I'm going to tell you. No, no, they're saying hearing Snoop Dogg. Yes. How, his, how he sounds. No, Snoop was literally rap. the, like, he was the peak of gangster rap as far as I'm concerned. As far as voices go and vocal quality in the whole nine yards, Snoop was on another level from and then, everybody and, else. And then he had the rap sheet to back it up. True. <laughs> and then I watched the 1995 Source Awards performances. Did you see the chair Death get thrown? With Death Row right after, um, right after um, Diddy and his people went, which was wild. At Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no love for Dr. Trey and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> so you watch all those Michael Jackson videos and you didn't see this? See what? I don't hear anything. You're 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 dancing by yourself. Ain't no ain't, ain't nothing on our end. I appreciate you. I could have swore I hit share screen. I guess I shut it down again. I, I appreciate you, man. I'm gonna tell you the best Michael Jackson rabbit. That's exactly what I was about to say. The best Michael Jackson rabbit hole to follow the follow down, fall down, is Michael Jackson screwed and not chopped. What? Where did you come from, baby? Is this Michael Jackson screwed? 
Yes. What? <laughs> yes, nigga. Yes. I love Chopped and Screwed music. What is that? Yes. Michael Jackson Screwed is the best thing ever. My 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 what? lady friend cannot listen to PYT the regular way anymore. You can't. It is fucking impossible because this nigga literally. Let me skip ahead to where he would actually get to the PYT part. The max. Nigga, I ain't going back. That is James Ingram. (laughs) Yo, Jeffrey Osborne or some shit. You know what I mean? Like my my Michael Jack. That's the best rabbit hole to fall down. Mike Michael Jackson screwed, but not not chopped. It's important. Not Not it's important. It does chopping takes away from the majesty. But yes, absolutely. So. Then um, they go to the cattle ranch where seven cavalry members are collecting lithium batteries to what we believe is to make into a bomb, to using a bomb. And the raid goes badly. Cops get shot. Cows get shot. A dude eats a cyanide pill. The, the, a, the cow, a plane fucking gets cows, shot down via flamethrower. The cows get fucked up. <laughs> if you're an animal lover, dog. Duck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the cows get Walked up, especially the one that she was behind. Duke, that cow did. And the the sound effects on that was just like. Bah, 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 bah. That shit, that shit oh. was that shit that shit looked disgusting. It sounded oh. disgusting. A weird ass helicopter crashes. Shit basically hits the fan. Yeah. And then we meet some old dude who's drive, who's riding horseback and being tended to by two servants in his home somewhere out in the country. Um, did, did we talk about the the owl ship? That that was the weird ass helicopter. That's the owl ship. The owl ship takes down the plane. That's the weird ass helicopter that crashes. That wasn't the helicopter. Though. That's the owl ship. I don't fucking know what that. That's what they were fucking in when they were playing that Hallelujah song. Exactly. <sighs> Motherfucker. So we meet some old dude who's riding horseback and being tended to by two servants in his home somewhere out in the country. And his servants' names are Miss Crookshanks and Mr. Phillips. And it's his anniversary. He does not know what day it is. Do you know what today is, master? No, it's your anniversary. So the two of them served him a huge cake for one person made from honeycomb. Um, and Mr. Phillips offers the man a horseshoe and asks if he'd like to cut the cake. And uh, the man tells Mr. Phillips that he's holding a horseshoe. And Phillips apologizes and asks if he'd like him to go get a knife. And the master says no. And he takes a single bite and pushes it to the side. And then yeah, Mr. that shit was nasty. He was trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm sure it was. And then uh, Mr. Phillips gives him a gift, which is a rebuilt watch. And it's an exquisite surprise. And the master says he has a surprise for them as well. He's written a play, five acts, and he'd like Miss Crookshanks and Mr. Phillips to be the leads. And the name of the play is The Clockmaker's Son. Then Angela which, hosts which, dinner with which her. Is a, uh, which is hmm? a reference to Blue Dick. He was then, a watchmaker's son. Then Angela hosts dinner with her husband, Cal, and their kids, their adopted kids. Um, and Judd and his wife, Jill, show up. And Judd, I think, is sniffing cocaine in the kitchen. (laughs) And he mentions how Cal, well, Cal, I noticed you didn't want to see Bloma. And Cal's like, what? Go see what? And he's confused in a way that made it seem as though Angela lied to him about everything. Like, Angela lied to Cal. And so no, she Angela, never told. She never told Cal. She did lie. She never told Cal, and she came. No, up what I'm it. saying is, it makes it seem like she was doing something else instead of going to see that movie or going to see that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cal didn't even know about the show. And Angela says she spared Cal from the musical uh, because you know it fucking sucked. And Jane tells everybody. Judd didn't like the musical either. He didn't like that version because he was the lead in Oklahoma once upon a time. 
And so everybody begs him to sing. And so he gets up and sings and dances with the kid. And it's all nice. But you can hear ticking in the background, which is indicative of time running out. And there, there was subtle ticking throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Until this point. And Angela tells him about the bag of watch batteries. And Judd assumes, again, they're creating a bomb. We then see another commercial for American Hero Story. And Judd is updating the governor about what happened. Um, he talks to Jill about, or Jane, Jane, he talks to Jane about his cocaine use in the kitchen. Cause she was like, I saw something hanging from your nose, uh, during dinner. And he gets a page that Charlie Sutton has just woke up. And so he's going to leave to go to the hospital. And he tells Jane, don't worry, you don't have to wait up. And at this point in time, it's looking like him and, you know, Angela a little bit too close. You know what I'm saying? They looking a little bit too friendly. You know how them Oklahoma men like they women. Chocolate. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, um, Don Johnson used to be about that chocolate life. I don't doubt it. The way he was him, looking at her was straight risk it all, friend. Him him and um him and Bruce Willis, they used to hang out and go and do all of the things with the black women. Um, hence the song Congratulations. Poor Bruce Willis. Poor Bruce Willis. But yes, but Don Johnson used to be a part of the crew. And as he's riding to the hospital. He was married to a black woman, wasn't he? I don't think he was married. Not that I not that I know of. That's him. where a congratulations came through because he didn't want to marry her. Yeah, the the congratulations, the song by Vesta Williams is when she found out that Bruce was about to marry Demi Moore. Instead of her. I mean, it is Demi Moore. It's Festa. But as he's riding... Hmm? Have you seen Striptease? No. Have you seen Vesta at that time? Yeah, on Posse. He liked big black women. Nigga, me too. Um, So, um, as he's riding to the hospital, uh, he gets... Uh, he's listening to a radio show that's complaining about someone named Redford, who is now commander in chief, who can't hold a candle to Senator Joe Keen. And Redford sounds extremely liberal. Um, they're talking about how Joe Keen's yeah. son, Joe Keen Jr., is going to go to the, the the White House and take over. Joe Keen. I like how they pick. I like I like how they picked. Um, <laughs> Another another actor to be president instead of Reagan, right. <laughs> Ronald um, Reagan, Robert Redford, <laughs> right? Um, um, uh, Keen, the original Keen, is the person in this universe that um, that uh, was trying to outlaw uh, masked people. Um, yes. Yes. So the the original Keen was 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 the person who was trying to get the the original Watchmen the fuck up out of here. Mm. Well, uh, Redford is obviously the reason for Redfordations. And Judd runs over a spike strip and gets out to investigate. And he looks around and looks right into a strobe light. Um, Angela and Cal are having sex. And then she gets a call in the midst of her orgasm, telling her that there's something she needs to see out at the big oak tree on Rolling Hill. And the caller also tells her that he knows who she is. So don't wear no goddamn mask. Of course, Louis Gossett Jr. is going to talk like that. That's Louis Gossett motherfucking Jr. When she arrives, she sees Louis Gossett motherfucking Jr. in a wheelchair with the note that the little boy was holding at the beginning of the episode. I seen Louis Gossett Jr. play a motherfucking alien in a movie. He's he's dope as fuck. He's in a chair, in his chair, next to a tree that Judd is hanging from. And a single drop of blood smears Judd's uh, police badge on the ground. The same way that the single blood splatter is on uh, for the comedian for the original Watchmen. Quis custodiet, ipsos custodes, indeed. Welcome to the Watchers. You think I can lift 200 pounds? And I bet you Judd was exactly 200 pounds. Probably. And I think I think I think he's also that little boy. Oh, me too, because he has a paper. Yep. So I mean, the opening scene, the 
but he Black Street was destroyed in Tulsa in 1921. Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had said 1930s, but it was 1921. I Which would make that man old as fuck. He said he was. He said he said how old he was. When she when she spoke to him, right? Mm, when's this bakery gonna open? No, when she spoke to him at the hanging. Oh, I don't know. Or did I or did I get that because I saw the preview for the next episode? It might have been because you saw the preview for the next episode. Okay. I didn't watch the next episode, but I saw the preview. I did see the preview. Scar, you got anything? Man, nothing new, man. It's all the same. All of the names. I'm glad to be back, man. I miss y'all. You didn't miss me. You missed Scar. No, I miss you. I I, I really did. after After a few weeks, I really did miss it. I did not. Did I tell y'all about, I told y'all about how my girls went from 14 to four, right? Yes. Oh, well, you told me. Brandon, did I tell you? Yeah. You said in the chat. Yeah. 14 to four. That is fucking insane. And none of them was my fault. Like none of them left because of coaching. They all left because pregnancy and fuck shit. Injuries. So I'm back from outer space. <laughs> you're thinking you're back, right? I'm thinking I'm back. Um, I did. I did over this time. I did watch all John Wick movies. I watched they, all of them, and they're fucking dope, right? No, the stories is kind of dumb, but the action is really fucking cool. That's valid. It is valid. I'm not even mad about that. You know what I want you to watch? I want you to watch um, Letterkenny. That requires me to watch it on Hulu. And I got the Hulu with the ads, bro. Then watch commercials. (laughs) I I, I find it hard enough to watch it with commercials while I'm trying to watch Wu-Tang. It's not my fault you cheap. Watch the commercials. Yo, I didn't like that episode with ODB. Yeah, that was weird. That was a stupid ass episode. Nisha and I sat there and was like, this is what they're going to do is the last episode because they put out three in a block. We watched all three on one night and the third one was like this. What were they going to do to try and get us away for the next one? Like, this is fucking stupid. But that's what happens when the nigga passes away and doesn't really have a voice in the movie. Yeah. Apparently, Little Dirty has a lot of voice for all of this shit, but... Um, be, well, he he's mostly mad because they wouldn't let him play the character. They wouldn't let him play his father, but they said, "Nigga, you can't act." Nine one six six three three one five three seven. I don't think that worked the way that you thought it did. What me coughing? Yeah, because I think you I think you were muted. You unmuted, coughed, and then muted it back. <laughs> I missed you so much, Scar. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you see it in my eyes how much I missed you. <laughs> you hey, fucking love me. So, 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I am. Brent is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm on Twitter at Red at Return to, at oh, Fuck, it's been a while. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. You are. And the show is on Twitter at RTO Podcasts. I don't yep. know if there's an underscore or not. Uh, let's find out. I don't think there is. I, I know I just mentioned y'all on the no, post earlier it's, today. No, it's straight. It's straight. So it's just RTO Podcasts. Um, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. Just click on the star and then click five stars. Uh, you can leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, and on the Good Pods app. Uh, you can donate to the show on at patreon.com uh, backslash single simulcast. God, I forgot how this goes. It's been a while. 
Um, oh, yeah. You can also leave us a, a donation on buyusmeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. I love that song. That's that's almost the shit. Everywhere that I go, ain't the same as before. Watch people I used to know, just don't know me no more. But everywhere that I go, I got people I know. Watch you got people they know. So I suggest you lay low. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slipped.